Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Live. A great kid doesn't feel like a great kid. You know, you know the kid is great in retrospect. You look back at it and you say, wow, he's a great kid. You look back at the marriage and say, oh, that's a wonderful marriage. Because no matter good, rich, wonderful, whatever it is, he's got problems. And sometimes your focus goes to the problem and you don't see the promise. So the harvest could be white and not look white. Most people don't know what they got till they lose it. You think that if you could finally get to whatever it is you're finally trying to get to, you're going to feel a certain kind of way. I got a news flash for you. You will not feel the way you think you're going to feel. It will not change anything because every level is going to bring a new devil and a new set of problems and a new situation. And so, in fact, you could be there and not know it. Somebody has to come along and tell you you're there. And for me, it's generally my enemies. I thank God for them because I didn't know who I was until they attacked me on that level, and then their attack made me understand I am somebody. I must be. They didn't. Glory to God. Glory to God. Tap your neighbor and say, your harvest is white. Your harvest is white. Your harvest is white, and you don't see it. Your harvest is white, and you don't see it. Remember when you were younger? And you had your youth and your energy and your strength. You didn't know it. When you have it, it doesn't feel like you have it. Your harvest is white. Your perception is off. The woman you got is a better woman than you think she is. The man you got is a better man than you think it is. This time in your life is a better time in your life than you think it is. The harvest may not look white, but it is white. Let's not. Woo! God, hallelujah. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Your perception is off. When Jesus says the harvest is white, it means that these are the best years of your life and you're missing it. You're feeling, you're moving, you're walking, you're talking. There's somebody who wished they could come to church. There's somebody who wished they did have a computer. There's somebody who wished they could understand what I'm saying. And there you are, so focused on the normal problems of having anything that you don't understand. This is a white harvest. Glory to God. This is a great opportunity. Oh, glory to God. Your harvest is white. Your harvest. Oh, my harvest ain't white. I just lost my house. Good. It's a chance. 
to recalibrate, reposition yourself, move to another neighborhood. Your harvest is Your harvest is white. Don't miss it. Don't waste it. Focus it on the negative. Look at the positive and focus on the positive. Your harvest is white. I can't get off that point. God wants somebody to get it in your spirit. Your harvest is white. The greatest business opportunities are done in a crisis, in the middle of a famine, in the middle of an economic turndown. The greatest turning points are made. And so the greatest friendships are born out of crisis. Lifetime allegiances. Lovers meet in dark places. It's not when everything's great and everything's going well. God orders your steps in the chaos, in the storm, in the crisis, in the dilemma. That's when you find out who's really with you and who's really not with you. Y'all not going to talk to me. Glory to God. Slap somebody and say, your harvest is white. I almost wish you could really slap them. I mean, just pat them. But deep down, I wish you could slap some folks who are sitting up there missing the opportunity of a lifetime. You don't even understand what you've got. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. God will always invest in his purpose. And when you line up with his purpose, he'll give you time to do his purpose. God, the grave cannot praise you. God says, if you're going to praise me, I'll add more years to your life. That's time. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God said, if you get in my purpose, I will make your enemies your footstool. People who hated you will turn around and help you get it done because you're working for me. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Glory to God. God will give you money. It is God that gives us the power to get wealth that we might accomplish his purpose. A harvest starts with a small seed. If he showed the orchard, everybody would snatch it. So he'll hide it in a seed. If you be faithful... Over a few things. For your gift of any size, you will receive this stirring message, These Are They, on CD from the series Seeds of Greatness. There's a king in you. There's a victory in you. As soon as you find your cause, you'll unlock your king. And when your gift is $65 or more, you'll receive Bishop's series Seeds of Greatness on four DVDs. If you take good seed and you plant it in good ground, it's only a matter of time before a harvest breaks out. However, for your gift of $120 or more, we'll also include Seeds for Good Soil, encouraging words from Bishop's Heart to Yours, as well as Bishop's timeless book, 64 Lessons for Life Without Limits. Plant the seeds of God's word today, and your harvest will be on its way. As soon as you perceive your situation correctly, your circumstances are going to change. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. When I told you to say the harvest is white, you should have been looking at your life, your house, your finances, your business, your mind, your gifts. You ought to just say the harvest is white. 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 It's not supposed to be obvious. If it were obvious, it wouldn't even be here. If you were not walking by sight. 
We're walking by faith. Now when I say, say the harvest is white, shout it out. The harvest is white. The reason I told you success doesn't feel successful is because it doesn't. Because when you don't have it and you look at it, it looks like it's seamless with no problems. And then when you get it, it's got all kinds of problems, so you think this must not be it. When you're raising a good kid, you don't know you're raising a good kid until you see that other kid. And then you say, you're doing good. Watch out for that. Mentored by failures will never get you to success. You'll never get there. You cannot be mentored by somebody who didn't get there because they really can't direct you where they haven't been. You see what I'm saying to you? You see what I'm saying? Can't nobody take you where they haven't been. When I was a young man, there was an older man who was trying to mentor me. He was a great man. He was a great preacher. But when I looked at his life and I looked at his circumstances, situation, I walked away. I walked away. Nobody understood why I walked away. Some still don't understand why I walked away. I walked away because I didn't like what the end looked like. You cannot take me where you have not been. I looked up. His situation was no better than mine. He was struggling just like I was struggling. He needed the same stuff I was needing. How can the blind lead the blind? Let's say both fall into the ditch. I don't mind being blind if you can see, but if my sin I called has gone blind, I might as well drop it off. Ain't no need in me feeding no dogs that can't see. I'm blind and the dog's blind. The dog is running out in traffic and I'm going out. You cannot be led by the blind. You cannot be mentored by people who are trying to take you where they have not been themselves. I was telling a young man, I said, young man, you are right about what you say, but you have not earned the right to be heard. He said, what do you mean? I said, you are right in what you're thinking, but you have not earned the right to be heard. When, you, when the word has been proven by your accomplishments, you have earned the right to be heard. Right now, you have just earned the right to think. If you get up and say it, they'll call it heresy. If I get up and say it, they'll call it revelation. It's the same statement, but you have not earned the right to be heard. After you've suffered, after you've endured, after you've cried, after you've labored, people will respect you because you survived something. If they don't see you suffer, they won't respect you. But when you see somebody who's been kicked and pushed and shoved and they still get back up again, they earn the right to be heard. This 
not about getting big members and big crowds and big stuff and nice suits and fine clothes. That don't make you a preacher. That don't make you nothing. It's about being lied on, suffered, did without food, done without shelter, stood in the storm, stood in the rain, said, though he slay me, yet shall I trust him. When you come up from there, then... Years to your life. That's time. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. 
God said, if you get in my purpose, I will make your enemies your footstool. People who hated you will turn around and help you get it done because you're working for me. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Glory to God. God will give you money. It is God that gives us the power to get wealth that we might accomplish his purpose. Some of your, your teachers are madmen. Your teachers are madmen. Sitting up doing your hair, telling you what you ought to be doing. What, you're going over to that church. Look at the person teaching you. You will go no further than the person leading you, which brings me to my final plate. Ruth came. You know I wind up at Ruth. Ruth came to Bethlehem at the time of the harvest. She did not come until harvest time. Glory to God. You couldn't have gotten here sooner. You wasn't ready, and it wasn't ready. The ready woman comes to the ready place at the ready time so that things can begin to happen. Glory to God. I told you the harvest is white. What you got to understand is that the harvest is ready, and now you're ready. If God would have given you the harvest any sooner, you would have messed it up. But after you went through everything you went through, you are now ready to receive. I feel a running spirit in this place. Block somebody and say, I'm ready now. I've already been a fool. I've already made bad decisions. I've already been crazy. I've already made mistakes. I'm finally ready now to come into the fullness of what God has for me. I will live on purpose. We have been laboring over this subject because I believe it is provocative, it is profound, and it is necessary. Living on purpose is what life is all about. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, but you can't have abundant life if you miss your purpose. I wrote a book about this. I think it's important for you to have it because I see so many people existing that they're not really living. The book is called Destiny. Just ask for it anywhere. It looks like this. It will take you on a tour guide step by step, guiding you into your purpose. Destiny steps. Make the first step. Pick up the phone. Download the book or go to the store. Let's you and I study over the next few weeks on destiny. God bless. I'm sorry. We're going to have to let you go. Is not the end. One of the nation's most sought-after faith leaders and quite possibly the smartest, Bishop Jakes, has done it again. It's the book we've all been waiting for. New York Times best-selling author T.B. Jakes gives readers the inspiring push they need to say yes to destiny. There is more. What I needed to hear and what everybody needs to hear. Although your man's home knows, feel no for it. Not just sit and be complacent. Instinct is what drives you, but destiny is what draws you. An insightful follow-up to his number one bestseller, Instinct. Destiny shares secrets to fully engaging your purpose. Like a whole load lifted off my back because now I know I've walked in my purpose. Your destiny is yours. Have you been doing what you had to do while missing what you were created to do? Destiny is written to connect what's in you with
with the purpose that awaits you. The first action step requires faith. Order Destiny today. Everywhere books are sold. Destiny awaits you. Will you take the first step? People are trying to get their arms around this live on purpose. Because if you don't live on purpose, you are wasting time. Live on purpose. Or waste your time. Going around and around stuff that has nothing to do with your destiny. that a lot of people are asking about. All the signs of the end times are happening. I know all of you have a million questions. Is the end near? Will I be married when I go to heaven? Why would God do that? We must understand where we are to know where we're going. The only one who can predict the future is the one who controls it. Join us for an in-depth look at what the Bible tells us about the last days. Revelation always brings restoration if you act on it. Say amen to that. Wherever you are, Daystar has you covered. Watch us live on the web. Catch one of your favorite Daystar shows on demand. Or get plugged in with your favorite app. Daystar, the leading voice in Christian media today, has you covered.
morning. Good morning. Is Mr. Farley on yet? Not yet. Okay.
Mr. Richardson on the line. Is that Mr. Richardson? Yes. You doing good, Mr. Richardson? I'm doing well. You know how to go. You know, I do, I do, late, I do late today. <laughs> do late today? All righty now. Well, I tell you, shoot, I left about, about 10 minutes to 7. <laughs> I'm busting this load out. <clears throat> what time you got to be there at 8? No, 7.45. <laughs> yeah, you late. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had the Felicia spirit this morning. <laughs> I'm going to leave that long. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah, funny. It wasn't doing well this morning for me. You said what? It wasn't doing well for me. Yeah, well, we had days like that, Mama said. <laughs> you know what? But I ain't worried about it. That building ain't going to move. All right, now. 
Good morning. Good morning. Morning. How is everybody? <clears throat> Doing well. Doing well. All right. All right, who's going to open up with the prayer this morning? Hello? Why don't you go ahead and do it? Me? You said me? Y'all? Okay.
to petition your arms to be wrapped tightly around us. Just pull us close to your bosom, oh God, and place a hedge of protection around us that gives us strength and tenacity to go through our tests and our trials, oh God, and our tribulations so that we come out victorious on the other end with the the, the strength that we need and, and with the lessons that it is that we are supposed to learn for ourselves and also with the lessons that we are to share with others for their fortification as well. We would like to ask, oh God, that that, 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 that you continue to strengthen us, that you continue to give us your wisdom and discernment, oh God. We know, uh, oh God, that that Jesus was was in the Garden of Gethsemane and that he was afraid, oh God, and that sometimes we become afraid as well. We also know that that he um, accepted his cup, oh God, that he accepted um, what it is that his will, um, that your will was for him, that he accepted what the prophecy said was supposed to happen and, and that he accepted his assignment, oh God, and we would ask that you continue to give us um, not the spirit of fear, but the spirit of, of, of warriors, the heart of warriors and spirits that seek truth, oh God, so that we fulfill our assignment as well without fear and without trepidation, oh God. We would like to, to ask you for further, um, for greater, greater, further wisdom and discernment so we can distinguish your voice, oh God, so we can hear your voice as your sheep so that we know that it is our Father speaking to us and not some other voice, oh God, that we will follow your voice so that we will not be tricked and lured by the enemy so that we will not fall for the tricks of the enemy, oh God, so that we will not be fooled by the things that the enemy may put in our face, oh God. Every time we turn around, there's an enemy in our face, oh God, but we do not want to be fooled and tricked by that, oh God. We want to make sure that we follow your voice, that we know your voice is our Father, oh God. So please just plant down in our spirits, oh God, deep down in our spirits, oh God, that discernment to be able to hear our own Father's voice, oh God. We would like to ask for further interpretation of your will, for correct interpretation and application of your word and your will to our lives, oh God, for we know that that is what wisdom truly is. It is the correct application of the words that we receive, whether it is the written word, oh God, or whether it's the verbal word, oh God, from your leaders and from your ministers, oh God, we would like to ask that you give us the correct vision to apply um, your words that we hear, that we read to our purpose, our specific purpose, our God-given purpose that each and every single one of us as individuals has, oh God, our assignment, oh God, we would like for a, a double portion of your anointing to fall down on each and every one of us, not just on this line this morning, oh God, but for all those connected to us because we know, oh God, that there are only six degrees of separation, oh God, and that we 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 have the power to impact those who have the power to impact those who have the power to impact those who have the power to impact those um, who we come in contact with and who we minister to, oh God. So we would like to ask for your covering for all of us, not just us on the line, but for each and every life that we have already touched that we are touching now, and that we have the potential to touch, oh God. We would like to ask you to give us further strength to to not walk in our flesh, oh God. We would like to ask you to separate us continually from our flesh, oh God, because our flesh is contaminated, oh God. Our flesh does not in and of itself seek you, oh God. We would like to ask you to rip away and pull away and, and pull out anything 
um, in that flesh that is not like you, that would impede the progress that we are trying to make in building your kingdom, oh God. We would like to ask you to pull that away and to replace it, oh God, with your Holy Spirit, your Holy Ghost, your divineness, oh God. We would like to ask you to, to make us more like you every day, oh God, so that we walk like you, that we talk like you, and everything that we do, oh God, glorifies you so that others can see can see the light in our life because a city, excuse me, a city set on the hill cannot be hidden, oh God. We want to be that city set on top of the hill, oh God, um, to illuminate you and to illuminate your goodness, oh God, so that others may see us do your good works, oh God. We would like to add that you just continue to fortify us, uh, just continue to reveal yourself to us in whatever way you see fit, whether it be through dreams, oh God, whether it be through voices, whether it be through um, your word, your written word, whether it be through words that are shared with us, whether it be people that you put in our lives, oh God, we like to ask that you continue to reveal, continue to reveal, continue to reveal. We, we need that revelation from you, oh God, so that we know the right thing to do, so that we know when we are walking um, according to your purpose and when we are not walking according to your purpose, we would like to ask that you continue to guide our hearts, that you continue to guide and guard our minds and our spirits and purify us, oh God, purify us through fire so that we may be clean, oh God. Cleanse out anything that, that you would not have to be there, oh God. We would like to, to ask that you uh, fortify and renew our faith, fortify and renew our spirits. Give us a childlike faith, oh God, and remove any spirit of apprehension or fear or confusion or rebellion, oh God, we would like to ask you to to pull out any spirits um, that are not positive, any any spirits that are negative, oh God. Today we we petition you, oh God, for your strength to continue to fight, oh God, to continue to fight this war, oh God, to continue to to reach out, um, to continue to reach out and touch the masses, oh God. We bind any spirits, oh God, that impede that progress, oh God, that keep us um, from doing your will, oh God. We tear down and we pull down the spirit of confusion, oh God. We we tear down and we pull down the spirit of rebellion, oh God. We pull down and we tear down the spirit of chaos, oh God. We pull down and tear down the spirit of destruction and confusion, oh God. Those things have no place here, oh God, and we bind them up, Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we got. We bind those spirits today. We bind those spirits today, and we lose peace. We lose focus. We lose a renewed love of God, a renewed love to carry out his word, a renewed strength, a renewed endurance, and a renewed edification and fortification for ourselves and for those connected to us and also for um, the kingdom of God as a whole. And we would like to ask, um, oh, God, that you continue to turn our heads away from anything that is not of you, anything that is causing us to lose focus on our purpose and our assignment, oh God, anything that um, causes us to lose a memory of the fact that we are of you, that we are your sons and daughters, that we are anointed uh, spirits in you, oh God. We ask that you just continue to keep our focus where it should be, that that that, that we keep forward looking, oh God, and not walking forward and, 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 and still trying to look back, oh God. We know that that is not that is not the way that things should be done. We would like to ask that you, God, that you, <coughs> Jesus, 
that you continue to bind us so close together that one may not fall without the other, but you continue to keep our hearts and our minds and our spirits sensitive and open to one another, oh God, for we know that we need one another, oh God. We need one another in this kingdom, oh God, because the task that we have to move forward in is not an easy one, oh God. We know that it is not easy. We know that it can be difficult, and we need each other, oh God. Please do not um, let us ever lose sight of the fact that we need each other, oh God, that we are your children and we are to band together as a family, oh God, and never lose sight of what our work is in the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just praise you, we love you, we honor, we adore you. We give all glory, honor, and praise unto your most holy and righteous name. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for the new birthing that you have given us this day. You have called us, Lord God, to to do a mighty work before you, to be laborers in your vineyard, you are, Lord God. Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that you did not bring us to the harvest, Lord God, before prematurely, Lord God, but you brought us just in time that we may glean, Lord God, from the outskirts. Although the land may not be ours, but, Father God, we're able to glean from your from your grace, from your mercies, from your presence, from your holy altar, Lord God, this morning, Lord God, that which we need. Father God, we ask you, Lord, to let your spirit rule and rule, rule mightily over our lives this day, to govern us, Lord God, according to your scriptures and to your holy will, according to your word. Father God, as we go forth, Lord God, we want to thank you, Lord God, for keeping us even as you slept in slumber, Lord God. Thou who never slept, thou who never sleeps nor slumber, Lord God, you are sound angels, Lord God, to watch over us, to keep us and to protect us and to watch over us, to heal us, to minister to us even in our sleeps. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that you have called us to be part of the of the holy fold, Lord God. So we are the sheep of your pasture, Lord God, and for that we want to say thank you. Father God, we can eat from your table. We can come into the storehouse of grace and mercy, Lord God, and ask you with faith and knowing that you will answer our prayers, anything that we, our hearts desire. Father God, we want to thank you that our family circles are still intact. You did not allow us to lose not one member. But Father God, we want to thank you, Lord God, that you have given us restoration. You have given us peace. You have restored us. You have renewed us. You have built us up, Lord God, to do that which we need to do within this day. Lord God, as we continue to strive, Lord God, let us come before you, Lord God, with expectation, knowing that anything that we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, it will be given. That all your promise are yea and amen if it lines up with your will. Let us walk according to your will and not our own, Lord God. Let our desires be to, to please and to serve you, to have you as Lord of our lives, to be God of our lives, to be the one who has created, to be the one who has kept us from all danger seen and unseen, and who have healed us of all our infirmities and all of our iniquities. Father God, we thank you for what you're doing and what you're about to do within our lives. This day is already blessed because you have created it. You have ordained it. You have anointed it. You have appointed us to do a mighty work, Lord God. So give us the strength and the power, Lord God, to even just to cast down anything that is not of you, Lord God. Any imaginations, Lord God, that is not holy, that is not pure, that is not right in your sight, Lord God, cast it down right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Let us continue to strive towards the mark of the higher calling, Lord 
our God, that is in Christ Jesus. For Jesus is Lord. He is our elder brother, Lord God. He is our in the name of Jesus. He is everything that we need, oh God. And Father God, yes. Lord, give it over to him. Mercy and honor and grace, Lord God, the powers from our high has been given to him. So we can speak to ourselves. We can speak to those infirmities. We can speak to any situation in the name of Jesus. And it has to be moved. It has to be so we have the faith of the mother, Lord God, to speak to that mountain and tell it to be cast out into the sea and be beat and everything will be given. So, oh God, we give glory and praise unto you. I thank you for my brothers and sisters that you have united me with. They may not be from my mother's womb or from my father's womb, but Father God, they're from you. And so, God, I praise you for them. I thank you for Lisa and Felicia and Erica and Sam and Renee and, and all the many others who comes upon this call, Lord. God, Mother Regina and, and Nate, I just thank you, Lord God, for Amen. even in the presence of them, Lord God, I praise you and I thank you for I'm growing more and more each day, Lord God. Hmm. Each day is a new birthing, Lord God. I'm being sprouted up, Lord God, even as we say in science, Lord God, that plants seeds uh, to make their own food through the process of photosynthesis. But, Father God, you give us that, that growth in the, through the spirit of your word, Lord God. I praise you and let the work that we do, Lord God, speak for us, Lord God. We're not looking for any award, any praise from man, but we're looking for the acceptance of your holy power. So, Father God, we want to thank you. We love you. We glorify you. And, Father God, you have given us a charge, Lord God, to keep. And, Father God, I stand in the gap right now for those who are unsaved, Lord God that their minds will be turned over, Lord God, and to you, Lord God, that their hearts will be open to accept the words, Lord God, that has been spoken and has been written and has been prophesied from the age of times of old. Oh, God, we just give you glory, we just give you praise, and we just give you honor. Continue to grow us up, Lord God. Continue to feed us the food that is right and convenient for our souls. And our, and we just thank, well, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, for we know Jesus, that you man. are the great Jesus, I am. Man. You are Alpha, you are Omega, you are beginning near end. You are Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah mm. Shalom, Jehovah Nisa, Jehovah Rapha. You are our priest, our prince of peace. You are Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings. Glory to your name. Thank you, God. And we ask, Lord God, that every child, Lord God, that rise, Lord, that's being raised up in this world, Lord God, that each one should teach one. So, Father God, that we could go out and we could teach the children. We could teach those who have not yet even called and confessed your name, Lord God, that Jesus is Lord. And for we know your word tells us that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. As Father God, I'm going to do it on this side. I'm going to do it on this side of glory, Lord God, so that I can read and, and the promises that you have given me that's in the heavens. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory to your name. Brother Sam? <clears throat> Brother Sam, you here? Okay, he must not be on the line. Is there anybody else on the line that would like to pray? I feel the spirit right now, and I don't want to break that. I don't want to quench the spirit. Is there anybody else on the line that would like to pray? Is this so now? Okay. 
it makes it clean so that no infection can set in your ear. Now, at six and seven, I'm like, okay, I, I, I figured it was for the good, but I didn't know about infections and stuff. So it was a certain, and then um, we had a wood floor in my grandmother's house growing up, and we would run all the time. Of course, they would tell us, don't run, don't run, don't run, but we always did. And we would get splinters in our feet. And then as we sitting up there crying about the stuff because we wasn't supposed to be doing it, you know, my grandmother would get the needle. Bring me my needle kit. Bring me my splinter kit. So she would get the needle and burn it again on the match, like on some fire in the match. And she would, you know, take it and get the splinter out. And I'd be like, why is she, what is this stuff with matches and fire around here? You know, the people are already putting stuff in some fire. I thought fire, and so my thing was, I said, Graham, I thought fire was bad. I thought fire was destructive. And she said, yes, fire can be very destructive. If it, if, if it happens in the wrong way, it can burn down this house. It kills people. You know, it can destroy property. All types of terrible things can happen if fire occurs um, under the wrong circumstances. But she said at the same time, fire purifies. Fire makes things clean. Fire um, prevents infection from setting in. It keeps people from getting sick. Um, you know, all those types of things. And I said, boy, and I just remember thinking, dang, it does both. And as an adult, you know, uh, coming up through the years, I said, oh, my goodness, now we see why there are so many references to fire in the Bible. And, I was, again, I was reading Ezekiel. That's why all this, because fire um, is what God used to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, he burnt it up. He burnt it up, rained down fire. Um, Ezekiel, he's talking here about raining down fire. There's several other books that I've read where he um, <clears throat> speaks of, you know, uh, destroying with fire um, for the purposes of purification through fire. So it does both. And I said, oh, my goodness, okay, I see. So things have to be destroyed in order for them to be rebuilt. There are parts that have to be burnt up in order for them to be uh, restructured the way that God will have them to be. So fire is a strong force, and that's why he's a God of fire, because he uses it to tear down, to destroy, to get the infection out, to get out those things that are causing harm, to get out those things that are preventing his work from being done, to have the people um, turning against him and, and not going according to his will and, and all of those things. But then that process is necessary in order for us to get to a place where we need to be for things to be re, rebuilt and remodeled and restructured according to the way that um, he would have them to be. And I said, oh, okay, so then when we talk about trial by fire, and we talk about being uh, tested through the fire. Um, that's what got, and that's why I feel so hot, and that's why it feels like we're getting burnt up, and that's why it feels like 
we just getting destroyed because the fire is hot. It's hot. You know, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It hurts. It burns. The smoke feels like it's choking us when we go through these trials and, and tests and tribulations, especially when it seems like it doesn't let up. It seems like it's nonstop. You get done, you know, with one fire. Oh, my God, he goes and, you know, it's like we put, uh, we got a grease fire in the kitchen. We get the grease fire under control in the kitchen. But, oh, my God, now we got a fire um, rearing up, you know, in the bedroom, okay? So we go in there and get some water, put that fire out. Oh, so now it seems like we got something going on in the basement by the furnace. So we go down there, oh, my God, because if there's a fire by the furnace, the whole house can blow up. We got to go down there and take it. It just seems like we're constantly putting out fire all the time, constantly being tried and tested um, through uh, fire, you know, tribulations. You know, not no little stuff. I'm talking about towering infernos sometimes um, where we feel like we just want to jump out the window and get it over with. You know, but, but, but it is those types of trials that allow God to, that are, to restructure us, help build us back up, just like a building when a big home of the hoagie, for instance. A uh, perfect example, it caught on fire. That's my, um, my family's um, place of business. And at first, everybody was, oh, 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 I can't believe this happened. I don't understand how this happened. Oh, 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 oh. And then my cousin said, wait a minute. We've been praying, and y'all stay with me for a minute because it might sound like I'm a little bit all over the place, but I'm going somewhere with this. Just hang on with me, somebody. Um, she said, wait a minute. We've been praying and asking God for um, an opportunity to rebuild and expand and restructure the building. You know, it's too small. Um, you know, we've been crafting here for, for decades. It's too small. We need to, you know, to have some place where people can be served more efficiently, where there's more room. We can get new equipment, all this stuff. She said, we've been praying and asking for that. We we didn't we didn't tell God how he wanted it to happen or how we wanted it to happen, and we can't tell God how to make it happen. This is the way that he chose to make it happen. But because of the fire, now we are going to have money to do the things that we asked him for. We asked him for this. We can't tell God how to handle his business. We can't tell God how to do it. But this is what we asked for. So let us not focus on the tragedy. Let us not focus on the pain. Let us not focus on um, how he did it because it wasn't comfortable to us. But let us focus on the fact that he was faithful and just to grant the wish that we asked of him so that we can move on and go about restructuring, which is what we ask God to do. So focus on the end result. And that's what we have to do when we are going through these trials and we feel like we're just at the breaking point over and over and over again and we are being burnt up and, and, and financially we feel devastated. We have betrayal, people stabbing us in the back, family members, um, tearing our souls apart, kids acting a fool, you know, stuff going on at the job constantly. Um, every It seems like every time we turn around, there is an enemy in our face. Every time we turn around, things are not going the way that we should, and it feels like oh, we can't get our breath. 
it feels like we got some kind of bad form of asthma or emphysema and we are not being allowed to breathe. It seems as though we just getting choked by the smoke and we just our skin is being burnt by the fire all the time. But we have to remember, brothers and sisters, that we are being tried in the fire like gold. So why did I say that? How how are diamonds made? Diamonds are made from intense heat. It starts out of little black piece of coal that you get from out the ground, under the ground, what have you, and it doesn't look like anything. It's just a little, look like a little dirt, like the thing you throw on a barbecue grill, whatever little black stuff, but under intense heat and under intense pressure, constant heat, constant, and not, and not little, understand, it's not little heat, and it would be talking about thousands and thousands of degrees. And by the end of that process, by the end of that process, you have a diamond that people steal for, kill for, you know, rob for. People pay thousands upon thousands upon thousands, sometimes millions of dollars for those diamonds because they become something that is invaluable. They become something that is extremely valuable. They become something that is sought after. Um, something that people really want to have, something that is a treasure. And so we have to remember that as we go through these trials and that heat is intense, you know, we, we, we try, try by fire so we can come out as pure gold. So we have to just embrace it, brothers and sisters, embrace that, that process of being trial, tried by the fire um, because we are being purified through that process. Um, remember, Grandma told me that the reason that she put the needles and the straws in the fire is because it kills the infection so that when she um, enters, you know, puts the things in my skin or in all of our skins, and um, because I know that fire, heat is still used to sterilize. It, it's sterilizing. It allows things that are harmful not to get us out of our skin. So God will use this heat to purify us. God will use this heat to cleanse us and to get things out of us that are not supposed to be there as he is doing the surgery on us, as he is cutting away um, the flesh that is not supposed to be there. Um, so when he is, you know, uh, making us uh, and molding us into what it is that he will have us to be um, as unique and special individuals, because we all have an individual purpose and assignment and we are all unique into his sight. So allow the process and embrace the process. And, yes, it hurts to get burned. It, it, it hurts your insides to inhale smoke and to cough and all of that stuff. But just keep your eyes on the end result. Understand the process. Embrace the process and why it is that God is allowing these things to happen to you. Just visualize in your mind and in your spirit, um, the in your diamond, the diamond that you're going to be, and know that you you will be worth, you are and will be worth more than diamonds, more than gold at the end of the process, and just petition God to continue to strengthen you and to continue to fortify you, to continue to hold you in his bosom, to continue to hold you close, and to minister to you while you are going through the process. You have to ask him for these things while you are going through the process because if you don't, 
do these things if you don't plant the Holy Ghost or if you don't allow, because he plants it, but if you don't allow it to sit in your spirit uh, down deep inside of you while you're going through the process, you're going to miss something because the lesson is in the process. You, 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 you recognize the lesson at the end. It's like you sit there and you go, oh, okay, I get it. That's what that was all about as the Holy Spirit revealed to you. But the process is when the lesson is truly learned and when it's truly um, set down in your spirit and when that wisdom is, is truly released and when it comes down upon you, it's through the process as you are going through. So just be open to the process. Um, do not try to circumvent the process. Don't try, I, I spoke before on um, you must come in at the door. Don't try to go over it. Don't try to go under it. Don't try to go around it. Go right on in. Go right on through it because remember that it's not always for you. The trial by fire is not just for you. It's for everybody around you. It's for everybody around you as well. So um, I hope that that word that was given to me by God um, bless somebody today. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Burn, baby, burn. Should be on the roll because he, he he left a little late. What time is it? Brother Richard the Magnet. <laughs> All right then, he ain't too late. Oh, okay. I wasn't. Yes, I was. I was, I was. Oh, I was listening. I, I I was listening, but I I made it in here just a second ago. Yeah, okay. my, you know what? You know Friday. I love Friday because I get my test in. I don't have to be worried with them. <laughs> but you know what? I enjoyed that lesson, and I was wondering because I was going to ask you had you read, I think it was Ezekiel 6 and 9 or something like that, when the Lord was, after you was talking about how they were sinning and stuff, and how mm-hmm. the Lord came back to redeem them. And he said, mm-hmm. uh, He said, Return, Israel. I healed you of your backsliding ways. Mm-hmm. He said, And he said, I saw you struggling through your blood, and I told you to, I spoke to you through mm-hmm. your blood, and I said, Live. That just lets mm-hmm. you know the blood has so much power and the word of God has so much power mm-hmm. that um, any time that we are being tried and, tried and tested, and like you said, the fire means purification in certain ways, even in, 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 in one of the lessons that I'm teaching is about mm-hmm. secondary succession, is that when fire comes, the seeds are burst open, but it brings mm-hmm. forth new fruit, new foliage. So we're being purified through the fire. And so we're 
tested and tried. And, and just see, think about it, even through the Bible, it says that even with gold and silver, how it goes through the fire is being tested and being purified, getting all those impurities out of us. So each and every trial and test that we go through, just think we're being purified. So we shouldn't shun the fire. We shouldn't shun it to, mm-hmm. to certain degrees, but we should should embrace it and knowing that these trials and these tests that we are going through, it is only to make us strong. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Somebody go over there and get that off the printer for me. Okay, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'll send one of my A's down. <laughs> go get stuff off printer. And you know what, that's, you know what, Arthur, you're right, because we have to remember that, you know, the enemy will send us through tests and trials. That's all he do, just try to send us through changes all the time. But it's for but a with, different reason. It's for a different reason. He does it to destroy. God does it for our betterment and for our education, you know. And that's why we have to make sure that we hold to his hand as we go through things. Yes, and yes, yes. That discernment to know, you know, what is this? Where is it coming from? You know, um, because we got we got a couple of different things going on around here. Just like Sam told me, I think it was earlier this week, or it might have been last week, that there's um, three different uh, voices, three different camps we're talking about here. You know, it was God, is us, <laughs> and our flesh, and then it's the enemy. You know. It's, it's, it's different things happening around here. So. Mm-hmm. But I just thank God for the purification. I said another yeah. one too. Purification in you, purifying us, mm-hmm. testing us, trying us. Whose report mm-hmm. will we believe? Mm-hmm. Will it be God or will it be what other people say? You know, our grandmother, I, I, well, I don't know what y'all grandmother would say, but even my mother and my grandmother would say, you don't have, you know, no matter what, I used to get so angry when people would call me names or say something ugly or even, you know, how kids were when we were going to school. Mm-hmm. Somebody say something about your mom, you ready to throw a bone oh, duke, you ready to punch, you, you ready to check yep. the chin. And so, but then your mama said, you, your, my mom said, you don't have to be what people say you be. You know, it's this thing is, what are you going to answer to? Now, you may right. say that yep. I'm not a child of God, but I'm going to, I'm going, I'm confessing the name that I am a child of God. I have been yep. bought with a price. I have been redeemed. I'm able to call upon the name of the, of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in my times of trials and tests and troubles. Mm-hmm. Because one thing about it, and just think about it, we've been given that right. Even that, even the angels cannot call. Get get um some of that. Uh, don't hey tell him he's not gonna keep my whole pack of paper. Okay, because I have to come over there and visit him. Just uh-huh. get a little bit. Uh huh. And then um. But we, but we, have, we've been redeemed. We able to call on the name of Jesus. So think about the angels can't even do that because they, they, they hadn't gone through the struggles that we gone through. The Lord knew exactly what He was doing when He sent us our kinsmen redeemed. He sent the, the Word, the one who was with Him from the beginning of the when He was creating everything, the heavens, the earth, and everything. He knew exactly what He was doing because the simple fact that I say that. Think about it. The first Adam failed. 
But then we got a Adam who is justified, who is purified, who knows the struggles that we've gone through. He who came down to earth who knew no sin, became, took on the sin of our sins, our burdens, our afflictions, our woes, all of our cares. He knows the struggles that we go through. That's the reason why we're able to go boldly each and every day before the throne of grace and mercy so we would find the grace and mercies in our times of troubles. All we got to do is tap into it. Uh-oh. I don't care how, how hard the struggle may become, we still could tap into the promises. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. So this is I'm our test. This is our test. Do you believe the word of God? That's all I'm going to ask mm. you. Yes. Believe the messages. Believe that we have to. We. Oh, my goodness. I got caught. We have to adhere to the code, the messages, you know, the um, all of that. That's what we are supposed to do. Adhere to the code. Get the meaning of the words because the message is in the meaning. Oh, yeah, I was here. The announcements was coming on. I was just having a meeting. Oh, okay. Because you know my phone to do some old stuff. <laughs> and, I won't even, and I won't even know for 10 minutes I ain't, that nobody's there. I mean, my phone cut off. So I got to check. That's it. You go on and study right quick for your test. But um, hey, hey, group back there, group six, enough already. Um, but um, the thing is, and, and, and you know what? And then I come to find out it's true. I know when I went through my little stroke and stuff like this, and this lady came to me in the prophesied. Her name was Priscilla. Sam might remember the um, what was that guy's name? He was a demon still, I and mean, his young or somebody like that. But anyway, he was over the chapel. This daughter-in-law walked up to me, and she saw me in the store, and she knew that was my first time getting out after being confined to the house after five, six months in therapy and things like that. She said, Arthur, she walked up to me, and she said, um, the Lord told me to tell you to read Ezekiel 6 and 9 or 6 and 16 when he was talking, well, I was talking about it. He said, I saw you struggling through your blood, and I spoke to you through your blood, and I told you to live. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, Atisha, here, get the pad. And I'll put your electronics up in your in, in your in in your um in your locker. And um and 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 as I, I came about it, 
I know that I, it came back to my and I, and I read that, and it just stayed in my spirit. Anytime I come against sickness or infirmities or things of that nature, I, I, I quote that scripture. I go back and I read and I reach for that scripture, and I bring that those words to the Lord, and I bring it before him, and I'm like, Lord, you said in Ezekiel, you told me that you saw me struggling with my blood, and you spoke to my blood, and you told me to live. There's power in that word. And and I was sharing that with one of my neighbors who has gone and taken her journey. She said, you know what, Miss, and she was the elder lady, she said, whenever a person had a nosebleed, our grandmothers used to make us read that scripture, you know, have a profuse nosebleeding, and it made and the blood stop right then. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And so that lets us know we got to Poor, as we study the word of God, we got to hold fast to the old words of the God. We got to be like David and say, Lord, your word have I hid in my heart that I may not transgress against thee. So therefore, when we apply that word and bring that word up before God, don't you know that God got to honor his word and his promises? Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he, he does. He has Amen. to because he, he cannot lie. So when you yes. go back, you, he sent you back to read that for a reason. For a reason, Mm. what we're doing is not—we're—it's not by haphazardness. I guess I'm saying Mm. that right. Right now, my tongue kind of Mm -hmm. tied up this morning. It's because he is giving us the food that he wants us to have, so that we can draw from in our times of struggles. Mm-hmm. When we're praying, when we're going through these things, mm-hmm. of what we because he knows that this government is not right. He knows that this world is not right. He said his throne is established in righteousness. Even the king's throne is supposed to be established in righteousness. Righteousness, but so much wickedness has been taking place because man is going by for his own self glory, and his and which is vain, mm-hmm. and not for for God's glory. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Because I can honestly tell you, I don't know. I was like, Ezekiel, I never, you know, that never even occurred. And then that, you know, I just heard Ezekiel in my in my spirit. And I thought, like, well, let's see, see, you know, what's going on. And I, I, I said, oh. <laughs> I said, oh, no, it's going down. I said, they must have been acting a plum fool. You know, in order for all, you know, for God to have sent that word through the prophet like that, I said, oh, my gosh. You, you know what I've been reading, and I started, and it was in Judges 13 last night. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Ask him, do he need to send some of those kids over here? Um, sit over there. You can study right now. You can go and be studying, too. That's one of my special needs students say we got stuff we lacking subs this morning. But anyway, um good morning, sir. Welcome welcome to school. I see you late too. But anyway, um I was reading in in Genesis thirteen, it was talking about the birth of Samson. And Samson's father's name was Moanoah. Monoah, M A N Noah in a way. 
at how the Lord was getting ready to, you know, he had to go back after the, the death of uh, Joshua, how he had already told Joshua how the children of Israel were going to rebel and go turn to wicked ways and worship false uh, idol gods. He sent all these judges and things that came through. And he brought on, he brought on Brother Samson. And how the angel of the Lord appeared to Samson's mother and told her, because she was bearing, she never had any children, and um, and told her that she was going to bear a son, and she's not to, to drink any wine or eat any unclean food, and because that child could not be, in other words, it would have done something to whatever he was doing, and he was sending a, 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 a warrior to redeem um um, Israel out of the hands of the Philistines, and she told her husband. Her husband did not believe at the time, but he was he was faithful. Now he was faithful. Then he prayed to the Lord. He asked the Lord to send back that angel again, but he didn't realize it was an angel, and he wanted to offer up a goat to the man or what have you. And he said, "No, I would not eat of your faith." But then he said, "Would you make a sacrifice?" He said, "You make your sacrifice unto the Lord." The angel would not accept that glory. But he said, give it to the Lord. And so when he sacrificed it to the, when they sacrificed the goat for the, um, as the, as the offering, the peace offering, sin offering, whichever the offerings it was, because really they did all these offerings and things like that, and sacrifices, and how the spirit of the, the fire of the Lord came by and consumed the, 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 that which they had to offer. And then he asked him what his name. He said, why is it you got to know my name? He said, it's not for you to know my name. And then all of a sudden, how when the fire went up to consume, when the Lord reached down and received their offering, how the angel of the Lord went up with the fire. I'm talking about that Old Testament. Oh, God, if you read it, I'm talking about and read it for understanding. Pray to God and ask him for understanding how blessed and how fulfilled your, 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 your insight would be of the word that God has has written and penned for us. And I'm with you um, this morning, Lisa. The more and more I read that thing or go back and read and reread and reread and reread, the Lord just come back and show yes, ma'am. He shows us something new. Yes, you may. And, 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 and it's so, it's just wonderful to know that we're growing each and every day, and I know this is a struggle. And sometimes our flesh want to war and want to tell us to go out and do the things that we do. But the, I was listening to the, the the sermon this morning with T D. Jakes, and he was talking about Ruth, how Ruth went to go go to glean. She came and to to glean during harvest time. So she didn't come until no other time to harvest time. So this is our harvest time, people. This is the time that we should glean off the leftovers that is on the outskirts. Because you know, the Lord has told the people when they take the field, you, you can get off everything else, but you leave a certain portion for those who did not have. So we're gleaning, we're we're getting the leftovers, but then the leftovers is better than I think better than the inner harvest. Because we don't own the land. But the thing is, when we're able to pull off those little things, those little nuggets from each other, when Sam pray, when you teach, when Erica teaches and counsels, when Maria sings and, and edifies and, and prays the name of the Lord, we're yes. gleaning from each yes. other. Yes. And I felt yes. your yes. cry. I felt your cry this morning when you said, I feel the Holy Spirit's voice. Is there anybody else on here who wants to pray, who needs to pray? Because you want to get a, I need a little bit more. 
It's not that you're being greedy, but you need to live it more because you know your soul was not going to be be fed until you got that little bit more. Mm. And I, I, mm. I, I'm with you. I need a little bit more. Mm. And then I'm of opinion when 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 when. Even say say for instance, if I'm sick and I'm worried, but I know people who I say should be already be. Oh, so, oh, so you're gonna pop up the volume. So you're gonna pop up the volume. Mm-hmm. I, I, excuse me, excuse me. If you hear my voice, raise your hand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're gonna pop up the volume. I'm on my prayer call, and I would like to continue this. Thank uh-huh. you, y'all, so sweet and kind, <laughs> and I love all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's why I get them in control. They'll pipe down. But anyway, but I I be wanting a little bit more. And I'm of the opinion, like I said, if I'm if I'm sick and nobody came and visit me, well, where was so and so so and so? And like my dad said, I said, well, daddy has Pastor White come see you. That he said, what? Well, just like my he said, my aunt told him, you might be better off if they're not. Yeah. Because the Lord places those around you at that point in time that he knows that needs to be present in your life and in your situation. Mm. So mm. I, I'm of the opinion that I don't worry about what others don't do. I'm going to do what I can do while I'm why, What do you say? Work while I see a day because the night on time going to come when, when no man can work. Man can work. Mm-hmm. That's what so it is. So we're here. We might be few in numbers. I don't know how many are on the call. But we may be doing numbers, but the still the word of God is taking place and taking root. Amen. And his Amen. praises are still going forth. Amen. 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 Mm. Amen. Yes. Yes, yes. Good morning, everyone. Hey, good morning. Good morning, love. Good morning. Thank God for you. I'm not even mad, honey. That just, you know, you want a little bit more, boy. Oh, boy. Mm. Mm. Let your cup. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise this is the Lord. day the Lord has made, right. and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Well, if it had not been for him. <laughs> If it had not been for him, where would I be? Yes, oh, you're about to take me back to the 80s. <laughs> That's all. Boy, I forgot about that one. Yes, yes. Even 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 every morning when I when my face when I rise with my face in the morning sun, I check, the song is like Lord have mercy on me. Let's break bread together on our knees. Hallelujah. <laughs> on me. Have mercy on me. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. 
Let us break, break together on our knees. Let us break, break together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, Dear Heavenly Father, dear most righteous one, God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the great getting up morning to let me break bread with my sisters and brothers on our knees this morning, God. Sharing your word, getting that taste and see that you are good in our lives each and every day as we walk this journey with you, God. God, I bow before your throne of grace and mercy with thanksgiving in my heart because you just woke us up to say those two words. Thank you for the, the bread of life that you feed us each and every day. God, so I, I thank you for the men and women who, and on this call who, are, who have the like mind that you continue to stay focused on your will and your way and just share and break bread with each other with, through your word, through your prayers, through your words of encouragement, through your prayers and worship. Hallelujah will always be in my heart and my mouth, and I'm going to speak it into this atmosphere that we live in. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus, yes. for being the God and the great I am in yes. our lives today. Yes. The same God. The sovereign God, the one who will who will break these chains and yokes off of us if we just yield and give to Him our lives. God, I thank you for I thank you for for li- the precious gift of life and the love that you continually give us, even in our times of of of, of stumbling, not falling because you're the one who will pick us up. We will stumble, but we never fall if we keep our hands in your hands. So, God, I thank you for the men and women, the leaders and the Levites on this call who are tilling their soil of obedience to your will, your word, and your ways. I thank God for them today. And I pray that everyone who hears me, who is in my mind and my thoughts, be blessed today on their journey with you in this journey of life that you're in. We're not going to all have good days, God, bad days, God, and good days, God. But I thank God that those days come to make us strong. Those issues and situations come to only draw us closer to you, God. So I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for those good and bad days, those ups and downs, those ins and outs, because I'm going to continue to draw and lean on you to bring me through. So, God, as I continue to look to the hills from which comes my help, God, I lift up to you the sick and the shut-in. My desire is so for the, the sickness shedding to be healed by your hand and to be the witnesses and the, and, the, and, the, and the testimonies that they give out to this world about how you brought them to. I pray for the miracles right now in the name of Jesus. Eyes that I've not seen, ears have not heard, but the, but the miracles that you can do right now in the name of Jesus here on earth. So I look at the, the sick and shedding for the true and divine restoration that they need. Right now, I speak it into the atmosphere, healing across this land, healing across the bodies, healing across the minds of the people, People, God. Heal their sanctuaries. Heal those temples so they can go out and share with the world about the goodness of you and how you heal their land. 
and grant them peace that surpasses all understanding. It is in Jesus' name that I'm going to submit this to you, God, because you are and will always be the keeper of my soul. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. 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 Yes. Amen. Amen. When you you realize that he is the keeper of the soul, oh, hallelujah. I thank God that he is a keeper. And he's a deliverer. And he's a provider. Thank God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Mm. That's why when I fall on my knees and when I face the rising sun, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Jesus. Lord, goodness, goodness, goodness. Mm -mm -mm. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Oh, Jesus. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm -mm -mm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Place in yeah. the earth just to give him praise. Hallelujah. And I will mm. praise him, praise him, praise him. Because when the praises go up, all the blessings come down. Jesus created to worship. Oh. Created to give him praise. Created to worship. I give you all of me. When I sing those lyrics, those words to God, it goes to the pit of my soul. And I really? ran out, created to work, because I know oh. what I am, who I am, whose I am. Well, and I thank God for it. Created to give you praise, created to worship. I give you all of me, for I was born with the purpose. Place in the earth just to give you praise. For I was born with the purpose. Place in the earth just to give you praise. Created to worship. Created to give you praise. God bless you. Created to worship. I give him all of me each and every day. Each and every day without hesitation. Good morning. God bless you. Have a good day. Each and every day. I thank God for creating me to worship him in spirit and in truth. Because I know where my help comes from. I know where my deliverance comes from. I know where my joy comes from. I know where my peace comes from. That great I am. <laughs> so I thank God for, for creating me to worship him. Created me to give him praise. And I'm not going to be selfish. You all created the worship and praise him for the great things that he's doing in your life. But we always want a purpose, his purpose, not ours, but his. And I thank God for it. 
We may not know much about that, his uh, purpose, but we, we asking him to show it to us, reveal it to us so we can live our, our purpose for him, not our own purpose, but his purpose. Hallelujah. Speak on it. Sometimes we as people get that mixed up. <laughs> we get that mixed up. When you realize that you are an instrument and a tool for him and you become sold out for what he wants to do with you and use you in the miraculous ways, then you, oh, yes. Your purpose is about, it ain't about you. It ain't about you. It ain't about us. It's about how he uses us. He used ordinary people to do extraordinary things. That's the word. That's in the word. And it's in the word. That reminds me, Maria. Remember that, um, what's it, James Cleveland, that song, Ordinary People? Remember that song? Yes. Ordinary people. And he said, God uses ordinary people. People do, do extraordinary things. And it's all through the book. It's in the book of life. It's all through the book of life. It's all through the book of life. Thank God. Jesus, Mm-mm-mm. I was born with a purpose, placed in the earth. Hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Thank God. I was born with a purpose, placed in the earth. Y'all hear me? It's placed here to give him praise, to serve him and, his, and the people of God, to serve the people, rich, poor, to serve his people. To show love and compassion for our brothers and our sisters, regardless of what they're going through, what they've been through. To be that, who Jesus, the encourager. He'll send those angels your way to encourage you. He'll send those angels to give you an uplifting word to lift up your spirit. Even when you think there's no one, he'll send someone. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> Good morning, Sam. Raggedy. Well, you, you do what you got to do. Don't I got to tell you that. The spirit. I got to tell you that. The spirit going to do what the spirit going to do. <laughs> oh, Lord, I told you that yesterday. Did <laughs> But thank God, thank God that I'm, 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 I feel good. Um, day three, and you know, uh, um, I thank God for 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 strength. Um, day three for of chemo, and 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 I, and I uh, my friend called me yesterday and said, "How are you doing?" I said, "I'm good." And you know, I was telling, like I told my doctor, I'm not going to develop the mindset of the. You know how people, your mind, it's a battlefield in your mind when you start reading stuff about condition or reading stuff about medication. You can adopt those characteristics of that medication or you can adopt it in your mind, oh, I'm be sick. Or, you know, you have to speak life into your situation. Now, I'm not going to adopt the characteristics that the man say on this piece of paper. Um, 
you know, doctor, but the doctor said, well, your hands may get, this kind of, this medicine that you're taking may make your hands peel and make you, you know, severe dry skin, scaly flaky, you may get nausea, you may be vomiting, you, may, you know, all of these things that men say, that men say. When the doctor came in and told me, you know, told me when to start my chemo, he said, you know, you're going to, you know, start tomorrow, fresh in the morning, you know, a.m., p.m. And I said, you know what, I said, um, I, I I I stopped reading about the medication because if I start reading, I'm going to adopt characteristics that they the side effects that they say is going to happen. He said, you know, you're like me because the worst patients to be are the doctors and the nurses. And I said, well, I'm going to I'm not going to adopt those characteristics because I know I have a God and I know He's a healer. But I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be I'm going to be um, I'm going to write down, make a journal, what, what, you know, how I feel. And that's what I've started doing, writing a journal on each day. Because I, I refuse to adopt those characteristics that, that make the drug going to do this, the drug going to do that, because it varies from person to person. But thank God I feel good. I feel good. I, you know, I have an expectation that it, it, the medication is doing what it's supposed to do, and I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> I'm going to leave it right there. What I, what I just said, I'm going to leave it right there. And adopt no kind of, no kind of, no kind of fakey, pilly skin, no kind of uh, nausea and vomiting, no kind. I'm not gonna adopt because I'm gonna speak life into my situation because I know who I am. And if I can feel atmosphere changing for someone else, I can change. I can stick over my own self, encourage myself, and and um, encourage myself as well as be a um, um, speak over myself, speak over myself. Speaking the atmosphere, if I'm going to be a doer of his word, I'm going to speak over myself and minister to myself. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, God, for my strength and the endurance that you poured into me, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other reaches to me. In the fullness of your grace, in the power of your name, I lift you up, and you lift me up. Hallelujah to your name, dear Jesus. Now I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> but be blessed, everybody. I'm going to be I'm gonna go on mute for a few minutes, okay? Be blessed. All right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. All right. I had a joke this morning, honey. There's an anointing on this line this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is an anointing on this line this morning. Are you in the classroom? I just walked in. That's my you here. Students aren't in here yet. Do I uh, pray? Huh? I'm asking because you like to do a pray. You want me to pray for you? Or you want me to pray? I want you to. I mean, both, but I wouldn't mind to pray for me because I feel like I need one. Mm-hmm. 
You know, uh-huh. one of them times where you don't, you want somebody else to do it. Okay, dear. No problem. Thank you. Close my door, please. Or I'm blinded to go say, she to go say, yes, 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 woman of God, move. Woman of God, move. Woman of God, move, trust in what I'm showing you. Do not hesitate when I speak to you. Do not hesitate when I call you out. Do not hesitate to do what I've called you to do. Walk with me. Allow my voice to penetrate into your innermost being. Woman of God, I am causing changes to occur in your life. I'm causing changes to occur in your life. It is because of what I've called you to do that I'm pulling you through this. I'm motivating you. I'm allowing my spirit to increase in you. Woman of God, I have anointed you to do a great and mighty work. Trust in what I'm showing you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And amen. Thank you. Thank you, amen. Peter, thank you. Are we doing the list now? Yeah, we'll go ahead and knock out the list. Hold on. Got deceased and hostages, congregations and churches, prisoners, missionaries, abuse, addiction, pressure, diminishes in the family. What was the last one you said? What in family? Prayer Shifting Ministries. That's the name of this ministry, Prayer Shifting Ministries. Oh, and this one? Family. Oh, I didn't know we had a name. Yeah, we got a name. I didn't know that. I was just calling it the call. The fam. I'm going to call the fam. Right. right, right. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. <sighs> well, let me know. I can do what I have, like, 120 sessions to do one before I get a thousand kids in here. All right, well, do whichever one you want to do, dear. Okay. Hold on, Ryan, give me one second, huh? Let me close, come in the office and close the door right here. Um, you know what I'll do for the ministries and the families? That's all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning lifting system ministries, um, individuals who call the line to give up their hearts, to give up themselves, to, to glorify you and to fortify and share with one another. Also, <clears throat> the families and all those connected to these individuals, oh God. Thank you. God. I want to say thank you for their press and for their push every morning, calling in early in the morning, oh God. There's so many other things that we could be doing, but chose 
to worship you in one another, thank you to share with one another, to uplift one another, to feed one another, oh God, to allow themselves to be used, oh God, to allow your word to flow through them, whether through the through their spoken words. Oh God, thank you for leading and calling in the mind that your spirit can flow through. Oh God, we are ask for your covering for each individual of the mind of this ministry for um, their family. God, every God of you, oh God, and ask you to protect them around and to cover them, oh God, to continue to nurture and support the arms around Blessings. <clears throat> Upon each and every individual uh, in their families, for God to continue to still allow them to feel your spirit and your anointing, God. Uh, as we push forward, God, as we continue blessing the ministry of God, Jesus' name I pray, man. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm sure. I was just thinking. Okay, that's fine. I um I have to put it on mute now because you're going to have 30 little hollering kids in a minute. Okay, dokie. I guess I'll go ahead and knock out the rest of the list. Congregations and churches, prisoners, missionaries, and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. We pray for prisoners. Send it go say she go run to go say she go run to go run to go send run to go say she go say she go say she run to go send to go send to go say hand to go send to go send to go say she go send to go send to go send to go say hand to go send to go shakra missionaries hand to go say she 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 go say Sakara. Missionaries, Sandra Gosashi to Gosashi to Gosashi to Gosashi to Gosashi to Gosaraga, Sakara. Okay. Prisoners, deceased in hospice, Sandra Gosandra, Sidra Gosashi to Gorandra Gosashi to Gorandra Gosashi to Randra Gosaraga, Sakara. Deceased in hospice, prisoners, missionary congregation, churches, abuse, addiction. Abuse and addiction. Shinnero go sandro go sandro go rindro go say shiro go saraka sakura. Okay. I need to get my list, I guess. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody? 
You got a cold? Yeah, this moisture, rain, and temperature fluctuation. Mm. And my sinuses on the ropes. Okay, uh, well, I understand. Hmm? What did you say? Mathis and Ariel Sink for Haro Goshishira Gorambrand Gosishira and Rokrand Gosishira Rando Koranda Gosa Hundred Gosishira Rando Gosishira Rando Koranda Gosishira Rando Gosa Haro Gosishira Gorando Gosishira Rando Koranda Gosara Kada Hundred Gosishira Gorando Gosishira Rando Koranda Sakara Yonder Moss Hundred Gosishira Rando Gosishira Rando Koranda Gosara Kada Hundred Gosishira Rando Gosishira Rando Koranda Gosishira Rando Koranda Maria Bereshiran, Hundred Gosishir under Gosishir under Gosara Karanda Gosa. Sakara. Punch J. Legionnaire Connection Aiden. Hundred Gosishir Gonna Gosishir under Gosara Coranda Gosa. Hundred Gosishir under Gosishir under Coranda Gosara Kada. Morgan Farley. Hundred Gosishir under Gosishir under Coranda Gosara Kada. Hundred Gosishir under Gosishir under Gosara Coranda Gosa. Sakra. <laughs> Chris Push go say she 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 go say
My Bradley Hernandez, Hanna go say she 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 go Benjamin
right, I'm back, I guess. Who you want? That's my lovely neighbor looking for me. Did you just say your lovely neighbor?
Up here, so we can knock out this list and get this day going, I guess. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Okay, we got the kids done. Irian, Haroko Shishi, the Corondorogo Sishi, the Corondorogo Rondorogo Sishi, the Corondorogo Rondorogo Sishi, the Coronaco, Haroko Sishi, the Gosishi, the Gosishi, the Gosishi, the Gosishi, the Keisha, 
Supernatural superhuman strength abilities, gifts, and talents on a synergistic increasing basis. Favor. We need favor in our life. Health, 
healing. I'm praying about Pad Academy, Father. And right now, I guess that's everything I can think of. Yep. Okay. The invasion of God's power in us, this infilling of his spirit happens in the human spirit. It is the inner and not the outer man which is activated by his power and thence becomes strong. This is most important to recognize, but helps us to exercise simple faith in our desire for the filling of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 3 and 14. Rather than to anticipate some bodily sensation such as shaking, jerking, or hurling to the ground, Yet Christians need to be watchful lest they use faith as an excuse for not experiencing the power of God, of the Holy Spirit. The conditions for the filling must be accomplished and the attitude of the believer must be firm. God will fulfill his promise. By reading what the apostle affirms in the succeeding verses in Ephesians 3 about apprehending, knowing, and filling, we are certain to strengthen with might and inner man renders it highly sensitive. Like the body, the spirit has its functions and consciousness. Prior to the mighty inflow of the Holy Spirit's power into their spirit, believers scarcely can detect its intuitive power. But afterwards, its intuitive force becomes most distinctive and hence readily discovered. As the inner man is energized, its intuitive powers increase. Believers are able to sense the slightest movement. Mm. The effect of having the spirit filled with God's power is to afford it full sway over the soul and body. Every thought, desire, sensation, and intent is now governed by the spirit. The soul can no longer act. <laughs> the soul can no longer act independently. It becomes instead the spirit's steward. Furthermore, furthermore, through the believer's spirit, the Holy Spirit is able to impart God's life to thirst. thirst. <laughs> thirsty and dying man. However, this filling of the Holy Spirit differs from the baptism with the Holy Spirit because the latter is for the purpose of service while the former solves the problem of life. Naturally, it would affect service too. Transformation from soulless to spiritual does not guarantee that believers never again walk according to the flesh. On the contrary, as an ever-present danger exists to falling back into it, Satan is constantly alert to seize every opportunity to cause him to plunge from the lofty position to life below par. It is therefore highly necessary for God's children to be watchful at all times and to follow the Spirit so they may remain spiritual. In order that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Now, those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit, 
To set the mind on the spirit on life is peace, Romans 8, 4 through 6. To follow the spirit is to walk contrary to the flesh. Not following the spirit is walking by the flesh. Many Christians oscillate between these two, not following the one, not following the other. They ought to walk according to the inner man alone, which is to walk according to the spirit's intuition, and not for a moment according to the soul of body. And thus following the spirit, they invariably should set their minds on the things of the spirit, and the result should be life and peace. To live by the spirit means to walk according to intuition. It is to have all one's life, service, and action in the spirit ever being governed and empowered by it. This preserves the saint in life and peace. Since he cannot remain in a spiritual state unless he walks according to the spirit, then at the very least the saint must understand his various functions and laws if he, if he is to walk well. To live after the spirit, the Christian's daily task, he ought to perceive that we live neither by the noblest of feelings nor by the loftiest of thoughts. We must walk according to the guidance according to us through our intuition. The Holy Spirit expresses his feelings through our spirit's delicate sense. He does not operate directly on our minds, suddenly inducing us to think of something. All his works are done in our innermost depth. If we desire to know his mind, we should conduct ourselves in accordance with the intuition of our spirit. At times, however, we may sense something there without comprehending what it means, what it demands, or what it's communicating. Whenever this happens, we must commit ourselves to prayer, asking that our mind may be given understanding. Once we apprehend the meaning of what we have sensed intuitively, we therefore should behave accordingly. The mind can instant, instantly be enlightened and made to understand the meaning of intuition. <laughs> yeah. The mind can instantly be enlightened and made to understand the meaning of intuition. But abrupt thoughts which originate from the mind void of intuition ought not be followed. Solo intuitive teaching represents the spirit's thought. Only this should we follow. I'm going to stop it there. The invasion of God's power in us, this infilling of his spirit happens in the human spirit. It is the inner and not the outer man which is activated by his power and thus becomes strong. This is most important to recognize for it helps us to exercise simple faith in our desire for the filling of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 3.14. Okay. Um, the filling of the Holy Spirit. Simple faith. When we're saved... Our spirit becomes alive. Then the Holy Spirit comes and enters into our life, into our spirit. Then after that, we need to ask for the filling of the Holy Spirit. And this is what he's talking about. When your spirit is filled with the Holy Spirit, that that, that, that body that he, that or that, that part of you that he lives in, you pray for the filling of the Holy Spirit. And that's what he's talking about in um and also, that's when people speak in tongues, etc. Again, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues. But it says filled with the Holy Spirit with, with evidence of speaking in tongues. But you need to be filled with the Spirit. And that's what he's talking about. He says simple faith. 
That's the next step after being saved. It is the inner, not the outer man, which is activated by the power and then becomes strong. This is most important to recognize, for it helps us to exercise simple faith and our desire for the filling of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 3.14, rather than to anticipate some bodily sensations such as shaking, jerking, or hurling to the ground. That's what a lot of people think, and they don't understand, you know, because we see people just running around the church or hollering and screaming and saying, you know, you know, and that's what they think is going to happen when we get filled with the Spirit. That's not necessarily true. That's just them not really understanding how to respond to the Holy Spirit because it's hit their body and and, and hits the and that's how to react. But they don't, you know, it's just it just has to be learned. And that's all it is. That's all it is. Yet Christians need to be watchful lest they use faith as an excuse for not experiencing the empowering of the Holy Spirit. The conditions for filling must be accomplished and the attitude of the believers must be firm. God will fulfill his promise. <clears throat> By reading what the apostle affirms in the succeeding verses in Ephesians 3 about apprehending, knowing, and feeling, we are certain this strengthening will might in the inner man renders it highly sensitive. Like the body, the spirit has its functions and consciousness. Prior to the mighty inflow of the Holy Spirit's power into their spirit, Believers scarcely can detect this intuitive power, but afterwards, intuitive force becomes most distinctive and hence readily discovered. As the inner man is energized, its intuitive powers increase. Believers are able to sense the slightest movement. Now, see, <laughs> mm. wow. Prior to the mighty info of the Holy Spirit's power into their spirit, believers can scarcely detect his intuitive power. But afterwards, its intuitive force becomes most distinctive and hence readily discovered. As the inner man is energized, its intuitive power is increased. Believers are able to sense its slightest movement. As the Holy Spirit is energized, how does the Holy Spirit get energized? As we yield, as we seek, as we humble ourselves, it says you have to exercise your faith. That means that's something that we have to do. <laughs> but I'm laughing. I ain't laughing in all honesty. I'm just smirking. You know, because he says you begin to sense it's movement, it's detection, and it's actually very true. And you begin to understand the distinction between when the Spirit is speaking, when the Spirit is moving, and you. But you have to go through and see, that's why he talks so much about the application or the experience of it. Everybody's walk is going to be different. Everybody's situation and circumstance is going to be different. And you have to go through this for yourself. And you have to learn when the Spirit is speaking. You have to learn His voice. You, and you can only do it by walking with Him and by 
by walking with him. You know, and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to miss it. You're not going to understand. But you just can't stop. See, again, the Holy Spirit's job to teach you how to pray, to grow you up, to walk you into the realm of the supernatural, that's what he desires to do. But you have to be willing to walk with him. You have to be willing to allow him to take you there. It gets uncomfortable, it gets scary, and you might not like it. I'm going to be very honest with you. You all were talking about fire earlier. Well, that's what God uses a lot of time is the fire of our trials and tribulations to push us into this realm. Because we ain't most of the time ain't going to willingly go, to be very honest with you. And we damn sure ain't going to willingly stay. Now when you start going up into the deeper realms of it, mm-mm. you ain't going to like it working. But it's, it's, it's just it's just life. And you begin to get to a point that you recognize and you trust his voice and you hear it, but that can only come through you and your personal walk and growing and allowing him to grow you to that point. Ain't going to happen no other way. That's what Paul went through. That's what Pete, most of the disciples, that's what they went through. I only say Paul because it's talked about in the scriptures about how in his last journey that that he was going to wherever he's going, and they told him, don't go. Everybody told him, go, go. What's going to happen to him? And it happened. But he recognized that what he was doing in his relationship was much more important than than walking in fear, walking in doubt, walking in unbelief. That's what it talks about when obedience is better than sacrifice. When you and we, I was talking to a friend yesterday. See, when we're young, we don't realize it, but we're just doing our own thing. We, we we're having fun and we're just doing whatever it is we're led to do. But we pay for it. We get in trouble. Things happen. We miss it. That's the sacrifice part. But as you grow older. <laughs> And you begin to walk more with him and listen to his voice more, and you begin, you know, no, I ain't going to do that. It ain't worth it. I done had that experience. I just choose to seek and to trust him in spite of. And, and, and he begins to reveal things to you and grow you up and and protect you. See, that's just another aspect of obedience is better than sacrifice. That's just, that's just another aspect of how that happens as you grow and mature. But see, again, that's the Holy Spirit, his indwelling and his increasing, his energizing, but it comes through time. The majority of people are not going to get this, and then and in one month they're going to be at, 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 at a huge level. Majority, no, because our flesh is too strong. Remember, just like I said yesterday, your flesh nature, the Holy Spirit desires to lead you into these things, where the flesh nature desires to keep you out of it. So just as much as the Holy Spirit wants to lead and grow, and, and as the Holy Spirit increases in you, the whole this flesh begins to die. And he's mad. He don't like it. 
because he's used to running running the ship. He's used to, to doing what he wants to do. And I'm saying your flesh, meaning your soul, lining up with your flesh. So, 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 at any given moment, any opportunity, that's why the enemy is a schemer. Because he understands it. So he, he plans and he plots certain things and scenarios of life to, to get you to slip back into your flesh and to allow your flesh to dictate and to lead you away from God. See, I talked about that your soul, your spirit man gets energized. That happens over time because the spirit and the flesh is fighting against each other. That's that's the and your soul is the one that's in the middle. I'm gonna just keep reading. By reading what the apostle affirms in the succeeding verses in Ephesians three about apprehending, knowing, and feeling, we are certain to strengthen with might, and the inner man renders it highly sensitive. Like the body, the spirit has its functions and consciousness. Prior to the mighty infill of the Holy Spirit's power into their spirit, believers can scarcely detect his intuitive power. But afterwards, his intuitive force becomes most distinctive and hence readily discovered. As the inner man is energized, its intuitive power is increased. Believers are able to sense the slightest movement. The effect of having the spirit filled with God's power is to afford it to fully sway over the soul and body. Every thought, desire, sensation, and intent is now governed by the Spirit. <laughs> Did he say governed? <clears throat> mm. Every thought, desire, sensation, and intent. Is now governed by the Spirit. The soul no longer acts independently. It becomes instead the Spirit steward. The soul has become in subjection. Now remember, this is where God desires us to be. This ain't where most of us are at. Let's clarify that. Let's clarify that. Now I'm gonna put y'all in this one too. I ain't gonna just uh, I ain't gonna just throw me under the bus. I'm gonna say this ain't where most of us are at. We talked before about the spirit being energized. That can be energized only by you spending time and building up your spirit man. Just like a bodybuilder has to spend time. To exercise. And see, even with a bodybuilder, he lifts weights a lot differently from the average person. He takes time to work on specific muscle groups. He takes time to eat correctly. He takes time to pay attention to make his body get the full effect. This is the same way with your spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you that, though. You can't tell the Holy Spirit what to do. He will teach you that if you allow him, even if you just ask him to. He will grow you up in those things if you ask him to, and then submit, and then wait. See, each one of those actions is contrary to your flesh. Now, I might ask, but I ain't going to submit and wait. Well, I might ask. I might submit for a little bit, but I ain't going to wait. 
I see all that's contrary to your flesh nature. That's why the Lord says some things you can get only by fasting and praying. You got to, you got to, that, that flesh nature has its own life. It has its own nature. And it must be mortified, it must be subdued, but it must be beat down. Because if not, it's going to rise back up. It says the soul can no longer act independently. It becomes instead the spirit steward. That means you have gotten to a point that your spirit is telling the soul what to do. And again, that's what me and my friend were talking about the other day. Like, you know, you get you you, you just get to a point where, you know what, I ain't going to move until I hear what God tells me to do. You get to a point that, you know what, no, I, I, I just prefer to wait. I prefer to just be sure until I hear from him. Because, again, you've gotten to that point, obedience is better than You've gotten to the point that you've done, done enough foolishness, made enough mistakes, and missed it too many times. I prefer to wait. I prefer to whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait until my daddy tells me what to do. And that's you telling the soul. He's going to wait. The soul no longer act independently, becomes instead the spirit steward. Furthermore, though the believer's spirit, through the believer's spirit, the Holy Spirit is able to impart God's life to thirsty and dying man. Hold on, wait a minute. Here we go again, because you know what happens when you start walking in that capacity again. That's why I say most of us aren't there. Because most of us don't want to be there. When you start walking in that capacity, God will start using you. What did he say to thirsty and dying men? These are men who are being led by the soul and the the body. These are men who don't know. And I'm talking about men. I'm talking about men in general. I'm not talking about men and women. I mean, I am talking about men and women. So when you get to the point that you are allowing the Holy Spirit to leave you, God then begins to use you. You truly begin to become a vessel. You truly begin to allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you so he can so he can use you in a great way. Furthermore, through the believer's spirit, the Holy Spirit is able to impart God's life to thirsty and dying men. However, this filling of the Holy Spirit differs from the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Because the latter is for the purpose of service, while the former solves the problems of life. Naturally, it will affect service, too. It says, this infilling Holy Spirit differs from the baptism, because the latter, which is the baptism, is the purpose of service, while the former, which is the filling, solves the problems of life. We need that power in our life. And that comes from the filling of the Holy Spirit. Transformation from soulless to spiritual does not guarantee that believers never again will walk according to the flesh. On the contrary, an ever-present danger exists of falling back into it. Satan is constantly alert to seize every opportunity to cause him to plunge from the lofty positions to life below par. It is therefore highly necessary for God's children to be watchful at all times and to follow the Spirit so they may remain spiritual. You know, one of the biggest things that happens as you begin to grow in your spiritual capacity, you begin to see your flesh for what it is. It begins to rear its ugly head. 
you begin to see you hearing or saying or reacting in ways and you catch yourself. See, before you were reacting these ways or doing these things, but you didn't catch yourself. Now you get ready to react and you feel that check. And you go, what the? And then you see what you're about to do. And, you're, and so now there's a struggle because you're beginning to see your flesh. You're beginning to see you. And you're beginning to, and, and see, this is the Holy Spirit revealing this to you. Because, see, you ain't going to see you in any other way. God has to reveal this to you. He has to reveal the ugliness of you. He has to reveal and show you what you thought you were spiritual. And he says, no, nah, see, I allowed that up until this point. But from this on, you got to leave that there. For you to go to this next level, you got to walk closer to me. And that's not allowed. So as you go higher, he begins to, to shave and to trim off the fat and, and show you what is not spiritual, what is natural, what is carnal. That's one of the dangers. I, I say that that's an ever-present thing, an ever-present danger, because the higher you go, the higher you walk, the closer you walk, the more you're going to be revealed of who you are, your flesh nature. See, God is looking at us through Jesus. Jesus walked with this flesh nature. He, he overcame. He's the only one. He's the only one. In order that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk according to the flesh, but according, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Now those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. To set the mind on the spirit is life and peace, Romans 8, 4 through 6. To follow the it is to walk contrary to the flesh. Not following the spirit is walking by the flesh. Many Christians oscillate between these two, not following one, not following the other. They ought to walk according to any man alone, which is to walk according to the spirit's intuition and not for a moment according to the soul of body. And thus following the spirit, they invariably should set their minds on the things of the spirit, and the result should be life and peace. <clears throat> What is peace? Because I read that, so the result should be life and peace. <laughs> peace does not mean everything is going good. That's why I laughed. <laughs> peace does not mean, oh, I'm happy, I'm joyful. Peace means that in the midst of the situations and circumstances of life, you've got a peace, you've got a stillness. Because you know or you trust or you see what God is doing. And I say what God is doing, even if it's the enemy doing something, even if it's something you done messed up in, but I say what God is doing because he still will use that to form you into whom he, he is fashioning you to be. And see, that peace does not mean that it's a good time. It just means you got a security, you got a trust, you got a confidence. And you're not going to let this situation or circumstance dictate to you. That peace means the storms of life are raging all around you, but you're in the center of it, or you speak to it and you say, tell the storm to stop, and it does. That's what peace means. That's why I laugh, like, really, Lord? don't mean it's good. It just means that you got to trust and walk 
and he will give you what you needed again. But that only comes by the exercising the faith and energizing the inner man that will give you that peace. You ain't going to have it without it. Mm-mm. You are not going to have that peace without it. To live by the Spirit means to walk according to intuition. It is to have all one's life, service, and action in the Spirit ever being governed and powered by it. This preserves the saint in life and peace. Since he cannot remain in a spiritual state unless he walks according to the Spirit, then at the very least, the saint must understand his various functions and laws if he is to walk well. Did he just say you must understand the laws of the Spirit? You must understand how the Spirit walks? How the spirit moves. Again, I'm 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 saying I'm I'm recognizing spirit as being a person as a, as his own entity. Yes, you do. Because if you don't, just like we talked about, you know, people getting filled with the spirit and they jumping up and down and falling around and screaming. Yeah, I'm not knocking that. That has its place. But they're not at the point yet where they're understanding how the spirit flows in their life. That's all it is. As they grow and mature, then they begin to receive the Holy Spirit and he begins to talk to them. My electrician, and it was funny, because this guy used to work for him and they'd do something to make him mad and he'd tell him to grab this wire. And they would grab and they would take their hands off. Ah! And junk, and he's like, mm-hmm, okay, now, nah, you going to listen to what I'm telling you? The thing about it, and this is what I'm saying, they grabbed it, and they were shocked, and they pulled the hand off. He knew that it was not enough voltage in there to kill him. He knew that if they had an understanding of what was going on, they could grab that wire and expect that shock and be able to deal with it, and it wouldn't have been a big deal. They could have grabbed it, and, and that little that little shock would have went through them, and they still would have been able to do what they needed to do, and they wouldn't have jumped. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. He'll touch you, but because you don't have an understanding of what's going on, what I mean by understanding as far as how he functions, his law, that intuitive nature, then you just jump, and it's shocking you, ah, and jump up and down. No, that's nice and well. I ain't mad at you. But if you get an understanding as he teaches that to you, then you recognize, okay, he comes. Mm, okay, he th- and see, all that comes, begin by experiencing him individually. Individually, because it's going to be different for each and every one of them. But the, but the principles, which means the way that he acts and reacts, is basically going to be the same. To live after the Spirit is the Christian's daily task. He ought to perceive that we can live neither by the noblest of feelings nor by the loftiest of thoughts. We must walk according to the guidance accorded us through our intuition. The Holy Spirit expresses his feelings through our spirit's delicate sense. He does not operate directly on our minds, suddenly inducing us to think of something. All his works are done in the innermost depths. If we desire to know his mind, we should conduct ourselves in accordance with the intuition of our spirit. At times, however, we may sense something there without comprehending what it means. Okay, hold it, wait a minute. If we desire 
to know what he sees. He's in our spirit, man. He's moving in. If we desire to know what's going on, what does it say there? He does not directly operate on our minds, subtly induce us to think of something. All his works are done in innermost depths. If we desire to know his mind, we should conduct ourselves in accordance with the intuition of our spirit. You come to where he's at and walk accordingly to the way that he desires you to walk. Then he will give you the revelation that is needed. If we desire to know his mind, we should conduct ourselves in accordance with the intuition of our spirit. At times, however, we may sense something there without comprehending what it means, what it demands, or what it is communicating. Whenever this happens, we must commit ourselves to prayer, asking that our minds may be given understanding. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. For everybody who don't speak in tongues, oh, that's scary, or I don't understand it, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, I'm going to read this again. At times, however, we may sense something there without comprehending what it means. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm doing. What it demands or what it is communicating. Mm. Whenever this happens, we must commit ourselves to prayer asking that our minds may be given understanding. Do you know how far above God is above you? I I just, I always just, you know, I, I, I'm simply amazed how God got a perfect plan done through an imperfect people. That plan was to get Jesus here. Not only did he get him here, he had to have a certain lineage, a certain bloodline, and he had people messing up and sinning and doing all kind of stuff because God is a God of order and he's also a lawful God. So he had to satisfy his own self. Jesus could just not be born in any situation or circumstance. That was the whole thing about David and Bathsheba. That's why he did not allow that child to come when David sinned with Bathsheba. But yet and still, that Jesus came out of the line of David and Bathsheba. Come on now. So it wasn't what happened. It was the way that it happened. So God had to get Jesus here through a certain way. And even when he got here, then you had the king trying to kill him. And he's, all this stuff going on, how did he get all this done through a people who are constantly messing up and sinning? And then you got the enemy because he's so much over us. His ways are not our ways. So now since you got God dwelling in you, Remember, the part of the triune God is the Holy Spirit. So now since he's dwelling in you and he's communicating at such a higher level, most of the stuff, be honest with you, you don't need to understand. How much stuff if God told you what was going to happen, would you still walk ahead and go into it? You wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. If God said, well, yeah, I'm a, he said, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to give you this. But he don't tell you all the hell you're going to go through to get it. He don't tell you what's going to fall apart. He don't tell you how it ain't going to work, but you still got to trust. See, he mm-mm. he says, if you walk according to what I'm showing you and telling you, you will obtain that which is your heart's desire. But when you begin to see all the obstacles and the roadblocks and the this and that and what it cost you, no, I'm good. 
I'm good. But see, he's communicating with us at such a higher level in our spirit, man. He's he's speaking to us at such a higher level in our spirit, man, that we cannot comprehend. And we, a lot of times, again, we don't need to comprehend. We need to trust. But the things that we do need to know that we don't know, when we see what it says, when we seek in prayer, when we wait patiently, he will then begin to reveal to us in his time and his way. Once we apprehend the meaning that we have sensed intuitively, we thereafter should behave accordingly. The mind can instantly be enlightened and made to understand the meaning of intuition. But thoughts about what originates with the mind, void of intuition, ought not to be followed. Solely intuitive teaching represents the spirit's thought. Only this should we follow. In other words, you have to learn to differentiate between, oh, that's a good idea, let's do it, and then when the Holy Spirit is telling you to do it. Right now, i got a situation. I'm at my daughter's old school. By intuition, I'm being led there. I don't really know specifically what to do, but I feel that I'm led there to do something. So what am I doing? You hear me on this line. Okay, Lord, I'm going to lift this up. I'm going to lift this up. And I'm talking to him in my inner man. And then and when it's time, he's going to reveal to me step by step what to do and how to do it. My intuition is telling me. My my, my 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 natural mind is saying, ah, you know what, I really, I'm really not even sure what to do, but I feel I need to do. So I'm taking the time by prayer, by, uh, by speaking to him, by letting him communicate to me. And now, even in that process, not only communicating to me so he can reveal me, then he's, li- he's lining things up. He's putting the pieces together. See, when you start operating at another level, it's not always about you. He has... He has People, other lives and situations and circumstances to, 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 to touch and to move. So that's another reason why you have to learn to be patient. See, see, when you, see, it's very, okay, very honestly, it should be easier for you to get healing in your body than it is for you to go out and, and make a lot of money. Now, why should it be that way? Because you control your body. You govern your body. There might be other forces going, but for the most part, you are in control of your body. But when you're talking about bringing money in, that means you got to either have another source and other people. you got to have plans, and all these things have to work in place. And it involves other people's situations and circumstances, which is outside of you. You govern you. You don't govern somebody else. You don't tell them what to do and how to do it. Even if God speaks to them, then they still it's up to them whether or not they're going to obey it. So now if they miss the mark, then somebody else got to come and put in that position. So that's, again, why you have to learn to be patient and wait upon the Holy Spirit. But, see, these things, again, you learn by experience. By applying the word and by exercising in a man, and that intuition begins to grow and increase inside of you, and you begin to recognize his voice. And then you begin to distinguish what he's telling you outside of, oh, this is a good idea. But that comes from by exercise and by increasing and by allowing the Holy Spirit just to teach you and talk to you and grow in you. And I'm done. I have nothing else to say.
Huh? You said it all, didn't you? No, nah, I said a mouthful, but I didn't say it all. Okay, well, this is my this is what I got out of what you just said. When we commune with the Holy Spirit, and like you said, when we go ahead and exercise our faith, and we exercise our faith, that is also to exercise our inner man spirit to go ahead and commune with the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of times, and that's why we got to die to ourselves because we get so fixed into, oh, well, I can see it right here. I can feel it right now. And it's just like a person learning how to type. When you go to a typing class, they would do things to cover up your hands so that way you know where the letters are so you're not constantly watching your fingers. And that's how a lot of us are for when we're trying to commune and to strengthen our spiritual selves. We tend to keep getting ourselves in the way because we keep on going back to what we can see right here and now. But if we take time to go ahead and commune and to work with the Holy Spirit, go into prayer, go into meditation, it shows us a bigger realm than what we see right here and now. Mm. So, just like with, you can have somebody just feel overboard on the ship. They may know how to swim, but then they may be one of those people for where they panic. And when they panic, they wind wind up forgetting the abilities that they know that they have. So, out of habit, when people go ahead and they may fall off the side of a boat, if somebody sees them, they'll toss them a life raft. Or either they ask them to, 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 to throw something uh, floatable. Now, if they don't have anybody around and they're in that situation, what are two things that's going to happen? Either their fears is going to get the best of them and they're going to drown, or they're going to calm themselves down to a point and then start remembering, oh, I know how to float. I know how to swim. You know, things start coming more into play about their inner abilities instead of about the physical things that's around them. So when we go into community and strengthen up our, our, our spiritual inner self, that's what we're fighting. Mm. So once we get out of the Knock on wood right here, right now. I can put my hand out. I can touch it. We got to keep our minds on looking at the wide, the, the, the much more vast and wider aspect of the universe. Because mm. just like we're here on the planet Earth, we get to see and feel and touch stuff, but we do know there's a universe out there with other planets. We don't know what's on it yet. But we are aware there is a universe out there. And as man goes further on, he's going to, oh, just like with, they had just got a um, machine they can propel out there to go go on Mars. Nobody was, nobody had done that back in the 60s, but it was somebody thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so once we get more into dependent on our spiritual self, 
yeah, we could do much more greater things. But as long as we keep that diet to ourselves and the physical, we're going to always gravitate towards that physical. And that's what's going to bring fear. That's what's going to stagnate us. That's what's going to be our stumbling block, always. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. <clears throat> okay. All right. Anybody else got anything? Hey, I'll go last. All right. Well, I guess it's prayer time. Who wants a prayer? Renee says she's going last. Yes, Father God, open up her eyes and her heart to seek and to see you at an level, Lord. Move in her in a mighty way, Father. Cause her shadow her giftings and her anointings to increase in her, Father. Let the word of God rise up inside of her and she is seeing the difference that you make in her life. Hold her, keep her, love her, and remove from her the things that are not of you, Father so she can continue to grow closer to you and to become the woman of God you called her to be. And we give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Anybody else want to pray? All righty then. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to say au revoir, and I will holler at you all later. Okay, have a good one. All right. I'll see you all Sunday. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.